0: Welcome to the Anime Book Club. Today we're covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stardust Crusaders, episodes 9, 10, and 11. Matt, we had ourselves a gosh darn two-parter in the mix.
1: We did, so we're doing all three, three episodes.
0: I know, I, I we started this and I went, oh neat, it is an even number of episodes, we won't have to do a triple, and then we have discovered that they've got two-parters all over the gosh darn place.
1: I think we've got to do a minimum of three triples for this half of season
0: one can only imagine what that means for the next half of season yeah i'm not but looking fortunately and i don't know how you feel uh
1: i liked all three oh yeah no i'm i'm back into jojo now at this point like this is straight up i feel like this is jojo's bizarre adventure again with, with what we get these three episodes this is what we signed up for it it took it it took nine episodes but we're in man and we start off like the the first one we get too, like not even the two-part, or the one that's standalone. This is some solid JoJo coming up here. I am so excited.
0: It, <laughs> it feels is, like
1: it is bizarre oh. and it is it is <laughs> wonderful and it is intriguing again for once.
0: It is so all of those things and also lick 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 lick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've I've seen that gif before too. <laughs> but mind you, I've only ever seen the gif. Yeah I've, I've had no audio to go with that. And the audio is incredible. The audio is like it, half the fun. It is. <laughs> I still got caught off guard by that. <laughs> it's
0: this. I am. Oh, all right. Well, let's jump into these episodes because they're gosh darn great. Uh, episode nine The Yellow Temperance. Uh, we are back with a little quick recap of the exploding television from last time. And I will just call them the crew. We have uh, Jotaro. Uh, Kakyoin and Knife Girl uh, are off hanging out outside of the hotel, and Knife Girl wants to buy ice cream, and is instead sold coconut juice.
1: <laughs> City are they in again?
0: Where are they still at this part of? This I part think of they're the world? still in Shanghai.
1: Shanghai, really? Okay,
0: maybe li- Singapore. Maybe Singapore.
1: I've, yeah. I've lost track, so I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure either way.
0: Yeah, I think they're still in Singapore. Now that I think about it. Um, but either way, yeah, because a Singapore cop. This is the same town where uh, that police officer tried to arrest Paul Naraff
1: because his luggage uh, looked like garbage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think it's Singapore.
0: Um, this was I thought, kind of funny. I-, I couldn't tell if the vendor didn't have ice cream or if he's just trying to move coconuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to move them coconuts, son.
0: You have to. I got We got all these coconuts to move. He's got three coconut th- numbers. It's, I got three coconuts to move. The best thing is Jotaro is like, we'll take three. And then Kakyoin has to pay. <laughs>
1: Are we still getting the big, like, dark eyes at the beginning of this episode that we oh, had throughout? <laughs> yeah, okay. So, like, the, the straight up something not right with the kid, but no one's noticing right now.
0: He's all right. So, he's obviously, something's obviously wrong with Kekyoin because his eyes are in constant shadows. However, he's totally fine getting punked on and paying for these coconuts.
1: I guess, so- you know, cause, right, I got multiple things that are going to come up later about just this part of the episode <laughs> in general. <laughs> Because what I learned in retrospect has asked me a lot of questions. There's a lot about this that doesn't add up. Um, Also, did you notice his earrings are cherries? I never saw that
0: until this episode. It's one of those things where I wonder... Yeah, it's like, that had to have changed. This is like a Mandela effect. We're like, were they always cherries? I do not believe they were always cherries. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Kekyoin looks ominous. And then we are given the big... uh, the big kind of catalyst moment where a pickpocket runs by and steals Kitcoin's wallet. Uh he is able to summon his stand. <laughs> Green Herefant. Yeah. Herefant Green, I mean. Herophant, yeah,
1: Herefant Green comes out, but it's there.
0: It's there. It does a thing. Um, and then he is uh super duper menacing, uses Herophant Green to capture the dude, beats him up, and uh is talking all mean, like his, is, is how he's talking is really rude and terrible. And he then like picks the guy up and tries to break him over his back. And like, and no one is a fan of what's happening. It's like really gruesome. Yeah. yeah. Is it? I think it's, I think knife girl's like, what are you doing? He's like, it's a backbreaker. Uh,
1: more proof. I don't understand Japanese language at all yet. That would not have been where I thought segoy would be used.
0: Yeah. That is definitely not where I thought segoy would be used. Sugoi uh, Sugoi backbreaker. backbreaker. Uh, it's it's a great. It's an amazing backbreaker. It's an amazing backbreaker. Uh, everyone thinks it's weird. Uh, the the guy, the pickpocket, is like vomiting blood, which has been weird because they've had a lot of like a lot of censorship show up in the show, but homie just puked blood was not being censored at all. He was that's, he was like a fountain.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. Although I guess we've never really had censorship for the fountains of blood.
0: Yeah, it's, it's new. Uh, season 3 is when the, the censorship started. We got to see a lot of crazy stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: remember when Jack the Ripper popped out of a horse? <laughs> oh, I
1: <laughs> see that in my dreams.
0: Yeah! <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have uh, so Jotaro decides that he's not a fan of uh, his his schoolmate, his classmate, Kekyoin, murdering someone in cold blood in the broad light of day. Uh, kind of shoves him in the shoulder so Kekyoin drops the dude and... Uh, Kat Cohen gives us a menacing look before they cut to the intro, which continues to grow on me.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I think every episode. I don't know if it's like a form of Stockholms or something, but yeah, um, it's... I'm rocking out with it, especially when that beat drops.
0: Yeah. They get down,
1: they get... That's not what they're saying. but Something. I mean,
0: stand up, stand yeah. up. Well, I mean, we, we've now officially, Around I think up. we've hit the Around number up. of episodes it took for JoJo 1 to end so
1: we were into jojo one in this before this time span though man
0: the intro to jojo one was really great
1: (laughs) yeah it was fantastic
0: uh we we have i mean i don't even i don't want to even beat by beat this it's obviously a fake kekoin who is like decided that other than looking like he has no desire nor will to pretend to be kekoin in any way (laughs) yeah he's
1: got a great strategy i guess it's um, like, which it like when we find out what he is. How did he have Kakioin's wallet?
0: I don't know how he had wallet. Kak- well, we never saw inside the wallet. We just knew he had a wa- like. Jotaro never went like that. Isn't his
1: wallet like? You know that's fair. It's the hierophant green. that's really bugging me for a while. I don't under. Ugh. do you well, think tech- he like faked it? Like it wasn't a real
0: stand. Well, maybe he. he maybe oh. yellow. Well, he's yellow temperance is
1: goo. And maybe he just kind of makes a look. On yeah. Him? So, yeah, so it's not a real. Oh, that's right. Well, no, because people can see the fake thing, right? So it's another well, no... one of those stands that break the rules. Well, maybe. I don't know. It's strange. Uh... Because everyone sees Kakyoan right now, even though that's technically a, a stand covering the real oh, Adonis shoot. underneath.
0: Gosh. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Someone should call Paul Nerath because he needs to call BS on this <laughs> whole episode.
1: My boy, Paul Nerath.
0: Exactly. Well, Kakyoin and Jotaro uh, agree to disagree on him being the real Kakyoin. <laughs> and uh, they end the conversation by Jotaro saying, hey, you know how planes are unsafe? We're totally going to take a trip. We're going to take cable cars to get to a train, and we're going to take a train to another boat to get to Cairo. <laughs> um, which, you know, they he outlines their whole travel plans. And then, uh, we get... I don't know the fake cat coin, again refusing to be a, a good mimic uh after jotaro runs off he immediately slams face on a tree and starts eating rhinoceros
1: beetles yeah a whole bunch of them like loudly too <laughs> like yeah it's, <laughs> it's a funny moment just because it strikes very bizarre too like jotaro walks away and we get like the setup a slow yeah. setup of rhinoceros beetles and um knife, knife girls girl. like catch up yeah Oh, he must really like his coconut.
0: And then he turns around and there's like a bug hanging out of his so like, that can't be a bug. That's park coconut. I am out of here. And like runs yeah. after
1: <laughs> Knife Girl may be the best character in the series at this point.
0: Knife Girl is the smartest of all of these characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's like like I... <laughs> everyone's willingness to see. Here's the thing. Knife Girl is not willing to see how things play out. That is her greatest strength. <laughs> like, the natural inclination of every jo- JoJo character is usually just, go on. Yeah, that's usually how it works. Hold on, I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> the moment things get weird, Knife Girl books it, and that's great. Uh, we have a really weird scene transition. Like, uh, they've jumped to the cable car area. Jotaro now has ice cream. Um, <laughs> And we get this weird moment where he's like and fake and is like man Jotaro can I have your cherry of course you don't want that cherry and he pushes Jotaro off the ledge like they're like goes whoa he's like just kidding it's like fortunately knife girl I guess didn't skip leg day and is able to pull Jotaro back up um and then we have the scene there are many scenes you may call the scene but I will call this the scene uh <laughs> Fake Kakyoin uh puts that cherry in his mouth and then just starts going hog wild on that thing while the subtitles have the word for word lick like a thousand times. You just go It's incredible.
1: It's it's stunning. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> it's like there's no reason for it to, like nothing precedes it. He's no. just like no, I gotta really, really lick this cherry in front of Jojo.
0: It's, well, I guess I've already tried oh. to murder him while saying, whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's does he easing think it's... the tension. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know me, Wacky Kikyoin, always licking cherries and accidentally murdering my friends.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, we then get maybe the most charming moment of Jotaro's entire existence in the show, where he's like, yo, buddy, get in that cable card. And then he holds up his switch and goes, here's your ticket. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's friendly. It's this great. is definitely the most friendly Jojo.
0: He's like, I bought you this ticket, A.K.A. my fist.
1: Oh, uh, and then I got he a get
0: punches. Yeah.
1: Just... Wait, was it bef... when What did he punch him? Was it before or after? There's a moment right around here I remember because yeah. I got straight up, uh, uh, big top burger vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, Kakuyoin! Gak- 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 Why did you get so big?
0: Well, that's next. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Don't call the fire department on <laughs> Um, So he 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 basically shows uh, Kekyoin his ticket, which is his fist. He punches him in the face, and uh, it totally messes up Kekyoin's jaw. <clears throat> and uh, we get a little bit of censorship. It's kind of it's kind of darked out, but kind of not. <laughs> um, and he's knocked into the cable car, and then he gets up and he's like, "Have you noticed how big I've gotten?" Ah. <laughs>
1: Well, he does like he eats something and he goes Writh! like he, like you can he visibly see him cherry. go. Yeah.
0: The cherry's in his mouth this whole You have to kind of like like uh, squint into the censorship. The cherry is still on his tongue while he's being punched. It actually And it, he's still. Like a l- 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 yeah. Hey, yeah. La- 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 la-
1: la- la. But he
0: becomes tall. He becomes. It's like bigger Luke from Star Wars. <laughs> well, he's he like a bigger s- Yeah,
1: but there's a sound effect to it too. Like a really absurd one. Like Writh! just in case mm-hmm. you didn't notice it. <laughs> I've gotten bigger!
0: Ha ha ha! Uh, they get into the cable car together, and he reveals that there. At this point, I thought this guy was naked, but there's a handsome naked man inside of Kekcoin.
1: <laughs> that's the big reveal. I mean, sure, that that's has been a handsome naked man all along. It's like Arrested Development: the man inside me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, he basically like, ah, I, I have a stand that can absorb my stand, Yellow Temperance absorbs. The, the matter that it touches and it's taken on the form of Kekyoid and inside, look at that <laughs> I'm so pretty Um and then we have Fight Time <laughs> uh, at least I thought it was going to be Fight Time because Star Platinum goes to punch Yellow Temperance and Yellow Temperance, which is just goo, like it doesn't really have a form Uh quickly grabs onto his hand uh, and then Matt, I don't know if you had to like pause, take a walk think about life um I don't know, take a nap. But they nonchalantly drop Knife Girl's name in this next scene.
1: Yes! Okay, it was this episode. I knew in one of the last four I watched, it just happened out of nowhere.
0: So, she calls... Good on her, similar to Paul Narath in the previous episode. (laughs) She calls uh, Joseph in his hotel room, and he's like, what do you mean, Anne? Like, as if they've known her name this whole time. (laughs) He calls her (laughs) Anne. And it is just slipped out of the canon, Like it's not been established when he learned her name or how he knows her name, but yeah, uh, he, he, he admits her name is Anne and Anne, AKA knife girl proves that she's the best character because, um, they're like, Oh my goodness, that must be a fake Kekyoid. And she's like, yeah, shut up idiots. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, like she jumped real fast in approval in these episodes
0: she, she continues to be the smartest character. They're if, like, maybe there's something up with and She's like, yeah, duh, that's what I'm telling you, old man.
1: Yeah, she did the right thing, even though once again, calling calling the squad is almost useless. I know. The do you think squad? they're all wait- <laughs> They don't show up in this episode until the end, of course.
0: I forgot too. Do you remember what yeah. they
1: tell her? No, no, what did they tell her? Tell me. She's like
0: Jotaro's fighting a, 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 an evil Kakuyoin, and I don't know what to do. And he's like, come back to the hotel. <laughs> It's not like we're going to come help. His first thing is like, well, you need to come back uh, to the hotel. You know, he's looking out for the girl. Yeah,
1: yeah. We're it's not like, going to come to you.
0: Try to bring no. them here.
1: Uh, my grandson's got this. You just get to safety. And I paid for these rooms. We're going to stay in I am in the middle of drinking this tea and it's going to get cold if I go there. Avdol just got uh, a
0: Sunday, and it's going to melt if we leave. <laughs> Tell Jodoro <laughs> I wish him luck. <laughs> good luck. Tell him to remember our family creed. Um, <laughs> and if this wasn't already an amazing moment, uh, Kakyoin just walks into frame.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I thought this was the end of the episode. It was in the Not middle the, of it. It in the middle of the episode. <laughs> and he's like, hey, guys, what's up? They're like, wait, CatCoin, you're here. Well, what's the CatCoin doing over there? And we get these amazing... His
1: excuse is the best, though. He's the... like,
0: <laughs> I lost track of Jotaro, so I was sunbathing. And Abdul's like, in your school uniform? He's like, yeah. I'm a student. <laughs> I'm a student. I'm a student.
1: <laughs> and no one questions like, they'll just leave it there too it's like no reason in following that thread
0: oh my god the every time catcoid says he's just that's my favorite running gag in this show <laughs> is catcoids using i'm a student as his
1: answer to everything <laughs> you know at this point he's almost weirder than his clone yeah <laughs> 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 like like that guy that yellow
0: temperance was smart enough to pick the the low <laughs> weirdest <laughs> member of the squad <laughs>
1: It's and that's a, a that's a hard thing to do, hard one to pick out.
0: It's like because the funny thing is, if he had picked literally anybody else, like Paul Naraff would have beaten up the pickpocket. Joseph would have picked up the would have beaten up the pickpocket. Avdol might have beat up the pickpocket. He picked the weird one, who's maybe not so violent. But yeah, uh, I wrote in my notes that Jotaro is a bad friend because <laughs> he got separated and immediately left Kekoid and found a doppelganger.
1: <laughs> I, I mean isn't i making him a good friend because
0: he immediately found cat again i guess so but i i wonder what conversation they had where oh we got separated so i sunbathed by the pool like it's like hey we'll meet down the lobby in five and jotro left immediately <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe he saw a outside i don't know i just i'm gonna best boy cat <laughs> freaking walking in and yeah i i just love the idea that overhearing this conversation on the other side of the phone Anne is continually yelling to them about how they need help <laughs> and how like they're very stupid and Anne is the best um jotaro by the way uh is being he's got like uh, some of yellow temperance on his hand and he's not quite sure what he's going to do about this so he jumps out of the cable car <laughs>
1: rational and response
0: i know he's like, i just gotta get out of here and we have this great moment where <laughs> um he like looks at his pinky and he's like all right this thing's eating my pinky if i have to maybe i can just chop my finger off and it pans over at yellow temperance is still in the cable car that's like like you know it's like um cabling away i don't even know what the verb is because it's it's a cable car so it's not like flying away but it's like moving away down the cable line
1: that's fair i'll call cabling for now he's
0: cabling away and he's <laughs> just going like hey Looting. you dummy!" My Just moving. Is, yeah, my stand is perfect. And oh, by the way, I'm not chasing you because I don't need to, because you're doomed. <laughs> Just screaming at him. Um, then we get. I, I do like this because we see some problem solving. Like Jojo finally lives up to the Jojo name. Yes. Um, he pulls out a lighter and tries to see. All right, well, let's see if I light uh yellow temperance on fire. What'll happen? That only causes it to spread. So bad idea um he then goes like all right well fire doesn't work and he notices that on the other side of the cable because you know cable cars go both directions he sees there's a kid eating a popsicle so he uses star platinum to jump off of the kind of stone pillar he's on and jump into that cable car <laughs> this may be the best thing he breaks into that cable car and he goes pardon me and then he takes the kid's um popsicle which i think is hilarious
1: you a new one He he's not even like He's not as big a dick as you made us think he was. Exactly. He's pardoned. <laughs> I need Although, your popsicle. Oh, oh man, I kind of hate what happens in this cable car.
0: Oh, this this yeah, we're gonna probably talk pretty quick over this. Uh, it is um funny because there's like a, the the kid's dad is asleep. Uh, there's a dog and there's a lady and no one really seems like to have a big reaction to this giant man ripping his way into the cable car. Uh, he he takes the popsicle. He sticks into the yellow temperance. And that causes yellow temperance to turn into spikes, which is not great. Uh, And then what is revealed that the lady in the cable car is somehow yellow temperance. I don't know how he got in there so quickly. I don't know what happened. I guess it was going the opposite direction. So maybe he jumped over there beforehand or something.
1: It was uh, no one in the car paid attention. Like the boy was eating his ice cream and the dad's asleep.
0: Well, the boy was looking out the window. The dad's asleep. It's weird that the dog didn't react. Anyway, uh, bad stuff happens. The dog dies and uh fight time begins anew. Well the dad yep. wakes up and notices that well I guess so they can't see stands maybe it just looks like I don't know. I have no idea. I was actually glad that there was some censorship so we didn't have to see um yeah uh, what happens to the dog.
1: Once again you beat up an animal you're you're the villain of a JoJo series.
0: Yeah, please start the JoJo the JoJo fight music because this guy's got to go. Um we got a great idea of uh, Jotaro just grabbing a pipe. And trying to pipe <laughs> yellow temperance with Star Platinum. He's like, alright, well, it's not organic matter. <laughs> uh, but that doesn't work either. And then we get a great yet again, Jotaro, finally getting some brownie points, uh, says it's like, the Cujo family no, hold on, the Joestar family has a family strategy running away. And you're like yeah!
1: It was the exact same lead-up we're used to, too, from good old Joe. Joseph. Was like, we have a Family legacy to build up a strategy that has never failed us.
0: Run it away. They even have a oh. They even have Joseph like ghostly appearing in the upper uh, left hand corner of the frame. I wish they had had young Joseph, but uh, maybe that would have given away the joke entirely. Yeah. No, I'm um, good with old
1: Joseph. That's the one he knows.
0: Yeah. He never met young. Well, I mean, he he met Joseph. He
1: just never saw him young. Well, he's the one that started it too. So. Yeah. just not like never ran. It's like Jonathan ever ran. No, that dude. If he needed to fight, he would swim deeper. He would make a kite out of leaves. Yeah,
0: <laughs> he only moved forward. He only moved. Good old Jonathan Joestar. He literally only did move forward. That was his strategy. Yep, always onward and upward. That's how he played rugby. Man, um, <laughs> we mentioned Jonathan. How many times will Jonathan come up in these three episodes? Probably a bunch. Eh. Uh, we get a great um problem solving kind of motion moment. So they they. Jotaro destroys the bottom of the cable car. I guess because the kid and his dad are sitting on the, on the seats. They don't fall through, but uh Jotaro and yellow, yellow temperance fall through the bottom and land in the water. And it is revealed that even though yellow temperance is kind of like invincible, the man still has to breathe. So he pe- he peeks his head out up top and that gives Jotaro uh, the upper hand to attack. I like that. I like that problem solving.
1: It was cute. It was, again, reminiscent of what I think we've been missing so far of yeah most of the fights we've been having.
0: I, he um, didn't use Starfinger on him.
1: Yeah, he didn't use Starfinger, so that's a good... <laughs> we've had a good moments of tension throughout this whole episode so far because there's been no obvious solution to the thing stuck on JoJo eating him. Yeah. Just a lot of trial and error that's been pretty funny to watch him do.
0: Yeah, it's been neat to see him. He's like, oh, wait... So your stand is invincible, but you aren't. <laughs> right. Um, and then we have a a great... Um... <laughs> I mean, at one point, I forgot to mention this, but Temperance said, do you understand in English? So once Jojo Jotaro gets the upper hand, he also says, do you understand? And it's a hype moment. It's a great hype moment. Uh, we have some back and forth of threatening, and basically Jotaro gets some, uh, some info out of our boy, Yellow Temperance. We get the the names of the next few um, tarot cards we're going to fight. And he confirms that um, a man... I right, so hold on. We I guess we need to discuss this. The subtitles say Centerfold. They're obviously saying the name J. Guile. Yes. So I would like to call him J. Guile.
1: I remember looking up the reason for that too. I think there was like an American... Like there was a censorship... Like not a right thing. They couldn't use the full name. So, and so they went with Centerfold from like one of their songs...
0: There's an American rock band called The Jay Giles. right? And one of their songs is Centerfold. Yeah, there we go. So I can, I don't want to call him Centerfold. His, because that's not a name. His name is Jay Gyle.
1: To be fair, though. Yeah. Uh, ACDC is not a name either.
0: I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't understand why they're backing off of that one because they just, well, I mm. mean, you just, you could phonetically spell that out. It could, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's also really weird. In the next episode, when they have like the interstitial, and it's they have the letter J and then a bunch of kanji after it. Like it doesn't say centerfold anywhere. Anyway, we find out that Polnareff's sister was killed by a guy named Jay Guile, and that he has the Arcana of the Hanged Man. And while uh, Yellow Temperance won't give up all of the information about him, Jay Guile does use mirrors somehow. So we get a lot of information there. Yeah.
1: We get to a moment of, uh, de- like, I guess there was a moment of worry there where I thought Jojo was just actually going to just murder someone in cold blood after he had won the fight. Yeah. Um, Jojo didn't do that. He, he seemed to be good to his word yeah. for a minute.
0: <laughs> I guess I should be also mm-hmm. noting that this is an extended conversation. And during every bit of this conversation, uh, Yellow Temperance is slowly but surely inching his way out of the water. <laughs> and moving away from Jotaro. <laughs>
1: he's already surrendered. He didn't want his face to get they're gonna have to wire my jaw, man.
0: He's like, I already have to get surgery. You don't need to kill me. Uh uh, he then is like, Hey, you see that 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 hole over there with the crawfish or the and 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 uh Jotaro's like, yeah, huh? And then Yellow Temperance like jumps out of it and he's like, ha, ha 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 ha! I'm putting yellow temperance through a manhole to attack you. And uh the thing I liked out of here is like Dio offered to pay him a hundred million dollars to kill Joe That is a hmm. great number. A hundred million? Hundred million dollars. Does it
1: feel Doctor Evilish to you or
0: I don't I just like the I just wish we had a scene where Dio the we live in a world where Dio <laughs> looks someone in the eyes and said one hundred million dollars.
1: Maybe he named his own price is like <laughs> like, I, I'm going to pay you to go after uh, Jotaro. And he's like, oh, what are you going to pay me? You name your price. hundred million dollars. Yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is money to Dio? <laughs> we haven't seen Dio in a while. Um no. Yeah. Uh, I basically, oh, well, whatever. Jotaro does something, like he does a water punch or something, and it causes water to come out of the manhole. It knocks the guy back into the water. And he basically does like the You wouldn't hit a guy with glasses, like something that pathetic. And then Jotaro uh, punches him to death.
1: It's just, oh yeah. They they cut away for that too, but you're pretty like he did, right? Like, like a hundred percent. He probably just punched a guy till death.
0: I'm willing to bet you he punched him till that guy was unconscious. And then he let him sink.
1: Mm. There was I, on, there was a brutality that happened off camera in that scene where JoJo yeah. probably, probably did a murder.
0: That is a thousand percent the last. Well, in my mind, if we ever see Yellow Temperance again, I will be surprised. Right, I, I will. I will throw that out there.
1: It is. It is my, Which it is is, my uh, belief. I don't want to say it's necessarily cold blood again, but <laughs> <laughs> it seemed pretty cold, even though he had already like he had already reneged on a promise of not killing J- uh, Jotaro yeah. once. So you know good on jojo for not falling for it twice but at the same yeah. time it felt kind of brutal to me
0: ah uh, well i think the the thing that makes jotaro seem extra brutal is that he is even though it's a psychic projection he's still punching someone to death
1: right like it's so not it, even it like a clean like, killing of someone God. it's a yeah it's a yeah. it's a brutalizing to death and it's i don't know it's yeah I, I, See, don't, I don't feel. I don't blame him. <laughs> I guess it's because it was an. Ex- this was an execution rather yeah. than just an end to the fight. Like he wasn't ending the fight through death. It was a straight up. Yeah. It was an execution.
0: Hundred million dollars in hell. He should have said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we. <laughs> we uh, then smash cut. Uh, the the gang is on a train. The gang is on a train. They're tra- they're on a train, Matt. Fun fact. do you you know the funnest fact about trains? What. Safer than airplanes.
1: That's what I hear. Nothing bad can happen on a train. Actually, nothing bad happens on this yeah, they train. got that train ride was safe. Should have taken it the whole way.
0: Uh we have a we have a crazy fake out where they want you to think that they left uh Anne at the train station, but it turns out that she is uh uh also on the train. I'm kind of doing this out of order, but I want to get Ann out of the way, so to speak. Um she is just in the next car and she is uh taking a nap and thinking about Joe which only builds to my belief that they are totally going to end up together. Um, which I, the more I try to like unlock my hidden memories, I don't think that is the case. <laughs> I
1: kind of hope not, man, because she is uh, she's 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 way too young.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? She is forty five. <laughs> She is forty five. She's forty five years. She's, she's a
1: Haman master. We just haven't seen yeah. it yet.
0: The only thing weird about this is that she's interested in such a young guy.
1: <laughs> she's robbing the cradle. His Jotaro is a high school student. Yeah, I know. Haven't you seen he's a student? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: students. I do um, not
1: think Jotaro's jacket or hat is up to code. Just to mention.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, the other things of note that, uh, bef- that we need to cover before this episode ends, uh, Paul Narath, uh is filled in about his sister's killer and he's ready to attack. And then we get like, <laughs> mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> like how much did he know this whole episode is nonsense? Uh, the real Kekyoin uh, notices that Jojo or Jotaro has some cherries and he's like, ooh, can I have a cherry? They're my favorite. And he's like, yeah, go for it, buddy and he gets a cherry, and then he goes, blah, like, blah, 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 bla. He does the lick thing, too. He does it all over.
1: So here's a real question. Was uh, was our Golden Temperance guy, did, did he observe them enough to know that this was an actual thing? Was he actually really good at being a Kakyoin duplicate? Yeah. Or is Kakyoin straight up fucking with Jojo right now?
0: Did he? But how would he know about the tongue thing?
1: Assume, presumably, they all have been told the story by now about what happened. He did a weird it, tongue thing, and then and, like, Ooh. and would not have left that
0: detail out. And would not, yeah. She's like, and then he did that, did this weird tongue thing. And
1: anyway, so JoJo. yeah, go on.
0: Kevin was like, How did he know? How did he know?
1: Yeah, Kevin's wondering how he found out his secret. God, uh, or Jojo's re- like his uh, reaction on his face is perfect, too. He's oh, like, yeah. Ah.
0: ah. Does the, he doesn't know how to feel about that?
1: It he is a yada yada. Yeah,
0: yada yada. Yeah. yeah. Good old. Oh God! What a great episode from top to bottom. Yeah,
1: this that, was that this was... was this felt like the return to good. This is JoJo bizarre adventure returning to form for me here. There was the the fight wasn't just the fight. First of all, wasn't boring. It yeah. was tense. It was interesting. Um, it wasn't just a straight up. He's gonna win. He went. He went. He, he went. He won <laughs> through a. He won through intellect and trying different things, and it worked out for him. And then there was a brutalization, but still, it was cool. It was JoJo kind of, I'm kind of starting to like Jotaro a bit more because of this episode, which I think speaks pretty highly of the episode, considering how much I really didn't care about him until now.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, ex- same boat. I was, I've not been a big fan of of this. Like, well, I mean, we've both been kind of down on it, and this is the the first time it feels... It feels like JoJo, 100%. Big fan, big fan. CatCoin is the best. Um, could have used more Paul Naraf.
1: Every, every episode opinion. needs more Paul Naraf.
0: Paul Naraf's the best.
1: He's a ladies' man.
0: He's, You know what? He likes he, he's, he likes legs. And he won't hide that fact. He won't keep the camera, but he won't. Uh, man, Paul Naraf's the best. So you ready to jump into our
1: two-parter? Yeah, let's go to India. All righty. Oh, man, this one begins weird. Now I'm beginning to remember this. Oh,
0: shoot. Yeah, I actually have a note in this where it's like, how do we even talk about this? Maybe we should move along real quick. Uh, (laughs) Boy, okay. Uh, So all I can say is like, I
1: I don't know about you, but I did Googling. Wait a minute. Is Anne in these two episodes? No, she is not at all in these two episodes. I think she was hiding on that train and they don't know that she's still with them.
0: Okay, yeah okay i just now realized that Anne oh, wasn't yeah. no
1: well if you remember their dialogue was is that Anne probably did meet her father they didn't think she was on the train yeah so i think she's following them in secret and she's not in these in this two-parter she'll, at all she'll
0: re- she must reappear at
1: some i point. thought for like half a second there's a girl in the second episode of these two i thought was her but no it wasn't wasn't her actually might have been a boy i don't remember there's <laughs> a kid a kid at the end of the second episode.
0: What? A, but what a child. I mean, Surely what for a, a loop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what well, we're dancing on. Episode 10, The Emperor and the Hanged Man, part one. Uh, we get a quick little map recap of the their journey. And uh, the team is now in India. They're entering Calcutta. And boy, is everyone really racist about India. In, like, <laughs> Like Joseph literally says, don't people only eat curry and get sick here? Which I guess makes him authentically American, so good on him.
1: Yeah, you know, 1980s American. And like, Avdal is totally
0: nonplussed because both like Joseph and Paul Naraff are really awful about it. And um,
1: Abdul loves this place.
0: Yeah, Abdul loves India. It's a weird joke. Um, and then the narrator, yet again, doesn't allow Keckcoin to have a chance to talk about tourism stuff. Which I was hoping was going to be a bit, but I guess we're going to just have to give up on that being a thing. Yeah, I was really hoping. Yeah. Uh, a- a- anyway, Abdul Ka- uh, is like, "Oh yeah, India is great. It's a wonderful place." And mm. then they all get mugged by people that are begging them for money. And hey, it's the intro. Mm.
1: It's
0: not great. I don't feel great about that.
1: It's an awesome intro
0: yeah i love that intro song i don't know that whole intro i i it's that one of those things where they try to play something where oh the racists are stupid but then uh uh-oh the show might be bad yeah but then stan proud plays and now they're drinking uh
1: chai tea i can't Did jojo uh, did uh not joseph not like the chai was that his thing
0: well he was he was drinking the chai
1: okay um
0: I mean, I didn't. I didn't focus too much on the chai because immediately Paul Naraff's like, I gotta. I, I'm gonna go to the John.
1: Gotta take a schmitz. Yeah, I gotta take a schmitz. <laughs> the, the most yeah. French accent he can do.
0: <laughs> 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 the Frenchest way to say, I gotta, I gotta take a Spitz. Um And then we have this great little moment where he's like, "What's your order?" And he's like, "You can order from me, Mister Joseph, but make it spectacular." We oh. and then he walks off. Um, Paul Naraff is the best man boy we immediately have another scene i don't know how to talk about uh because he's going to the bathroom and this man gives him a pole like a stick and
1: like what would you need that for
0: yeah and you're, and i was like what is that what is this about and like this
1: th- pig in the toilet there's a pig in the yeah, toilet man there's a pig in the toilet there the uh, the kind man appointed him to the toilet explains that his their pig toilets yeah, messed up. It's like, far too like, close, so the pig it, sticks its head through, and he explains yeah. other gross things that really didn't need to come out. Yeah, this this whole thing is
0: awful and terrible. However, we do get a great shot of menacing, <laughs> like the, just a yeah. zoom in on the toilet and the word menacing on it. Which you know what, that's great. That's wonderful.
1: Man, that uh, means that Polnareff yeah. did this entire next fight just full. Like, know that the entire fight that's about to happen is him needing to take a shit.
0: Yeah, he. this whole, that's the, the subplot of this entire episode. <laughs> that's why he's so cranky in the next <laughs> in that next scene. Explains everything. It explains everything. Um, Well, maybe, I, I think he actually did. I think he actually went for it because he's washing his hands when this next thing happens.
1: No, he said he was going to wait till they get home, I thought. Oh, uh, okay. He's going to wait till they get to the hotel or something.
0: Well, anyway, he's washing his hands yeah. and he sees this creepy monster in the window behind him in the mirror. And I just got to say, I like the look of the hanged man. I think it's a really cool looking.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. God, I thought it was only like a silhouette in that. Was it a full shot?
0: You can see a pretty good look at him.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, you can. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. very creepy. He's almost reminiscent of uh, part two.
0: Mm, yeah. Well, he looks like a mummy assassin yeah but he's also got like robot parts it's hard to describe robot mummy assassin
1: <laughs> why do stands have robot parts
0: how does that i don't
1: mm. okay
0: i don't well maybe i don't mm. well it's 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 a representation of the person maybe
1: i maybe mean killing you're... is
0: such a killing is such a function of jay guile's personality mm think about it man maybe we're all machines
1: oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah. it makes you think makes you think yeah it doesn't
0: think actually what'll make you think is how i wrote these notes because sometimes i switch to um i switch to instead of writing my notes i now do talk and type so oh. some of sometimes they get a little stream of consciousnessy
1: <laughs> weird what did you do so,
0: so wanna for this scene um Polnareff sees the monster and then he turns around and he's like oh, it's not there and he looks back in the mirror and it's there and he turns back around and I wrote in my notes like I can't believe Polnareff forgot about the conversation that was on the train this is obviously the mirror this is the mirror Jake Isle. and then Polnareff keeps looking back and forth three more times and he goes like oh my goodness this is the mirror stand user that Jotaro told me about uh,
1: he made you shut up
0: yeah I had to actually write in my I wrote. I said out loud in my notes oh never mind I guess he was paying attention
1: oh and then he decides to go off and commit a Caesar. Exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, he decides to summon silver chariot and he, um, he breaks the mirror and then he, uh, he breaks the mirror and he runs out of the bathroom and he's like, ha ah, got to find two guy with two right hands. Got to find the guy, got to find the guy. Like he looks around, he checks everybody in the restaurant and goes out in the street and he's like, ah, I'm so ready to fight, fight my, my sister's killer. Uh, we then have had. All right, so I'm gonna be curious about how you feel about this exchange between Avdol and uh, Polnirath.
1: I um, didn't think it was. I feel like they take for granted whenever he gives a prediction, because it didn't oh, sound like a prediction. Yeah, it sounded like, dude, this is dumb. It's like I'm not gonna listen to your voodoo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny way to put it but yeah um, paul Nerath tries to leave the party um he he commits the ultimate jojo party foul of saying he's not in it for dio he's in it for his sister's killer (laughs) (laughs) um and then he's like yeah whatever i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fight jay guile on my own and then abdol's like you're an idiot that's stupid why would you go you have a group of people that'll fight with you what makes this any different if you go away i predict you will die (laughs) And he's he's I think he's arguing mathematics, but instead Paul Naraff, like you rightfully said, takes it as a fortune prediction and he's like, ah, your stupid voodoo doesn't have any effect on me.
1: <laughs> oh, he calls Avdol a coward. He's not nice.
0: It's crazy. Actually, I wrote in my notes like God, I hope, or said in my notes, I was like, Man, does this mean we're gonna get some Avdol character development? Is sort he of like, he calls him a coward and before things can heat too much joseph steps in and stops abdol of escalating he's like no 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 no, you don't my friend you have to stay boring right um and then i wrote in my notes that i was actually really excited at this point because i thought we would get a paul only episode from here on out and that excited me because i love paul naraff
1: we're getting his uh character arc here i guess
0: yeah, Paul Nar- Actually, it is kind of crazy to think that, um, spoilers but not spoilers, uh, Pallnaraf's arc is done next episode? Yeah, sort of. <laughs> like, yeah. what if Diego Montoya was done 20 minutes into Princess Bride?
1: <laughs> it's more like it's, it's his loyalty mission. We're getting it out of the way.
0: Yeah, we're just getting it out of the way. Pallnaraf will get a new white outfit instead of a black one. It'll be yeah. great. You'll we'll have a white shirt, black pants, instead of vice versa um we then cut i don't know i hate this a man is dressed like a cowboy riding an elephant <laughs> <laughs> wait wait a minute you hated this scene well i don't know is this what they think cowboys are like Yeah. Like he's, he's i maybe the fact that he's like you're just 16 gal and i was like no not more underage women oh god yeah that part that
1: part yes that's really it's fucking f-
0: yeah, everybody <sighs> who's talked about is like way too
1: young, and I think that's what makes me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's otherwise. Maybe... <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, whole. Is he coming off American to you or something like Australian ish?
0: Oh, if you had to have said Australian, ooh, I would have said American because he's just yeah. like a cowboy.
1: He looks cowboyish, and his thing is a gun, but. There's something about his outfit that says Australian Outback to me more than it says American West.
0: Yeah, like, crikey, matey.
1: But of course, it's all in Japanese, so there's no, like, there's no, can't go buy off the uh, the voice actor. We can't tell any accent here.
0: And I can't find. And his name um, is, like,
1: what was it, Whole something?
0: Whole horse.
1: We we're interested horse here. So that could go either way ish. Uh, who
0: apparently, uh, because of his namesake, is Holland Oates. Mm hmm. So whole horse, hollow notes, however you want to say it.
1: I'm not getting uh, like a majority of the music references in this. I
0: I've had to switch at this point to just looking at the Jojo wiki. Okay. Because God knows I can't figure out Ooh. who this guy's supposed to be. But man, yeah, now that you say Australian, I also kind of feel like he's a little outbacky.
1: It's an American band, if that changes anything.
0: Yeah. But not I mean all- he's he just seems like a cowboy to me.
1: I get you. I mean, that definitely seems to be part of the motif.
0: He's Oh, he's so <laughs> cowboy.
1: He's so cool.
0: Oh, he's so cool. He's Cowboys got that so 16-year-old cool. Indian woman's love. Yeah, this is, so he is seduced. And I assume this is her elephant, which is how I read this. Scene. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> he is seduced a 16-year-old lady who he calls royalty. He calls her princess. So she may be a literal princess. we don't know. he's had a much more interesting previous episode than we'll ever get to see, where he has heisted this elephant um, and he just gets like, man, you know i I, I love you forever the heartbeats and whatnot, but I gotta go. maybe I'll come back and hug you again, and then he like goes off to leave with the elephant. Thank you for loving me, yeah, thank thanks for. <laughs> my cowboy friend um which is crazy because i i read this scene and maybe time went by but i feel like he went maybe 10 feet and immediately runs into jay <laughs> Isle.
1: no you know i didn't think about it before but that is how i read that scene too
0: and within they they're not having a quite he's yelling from on top of an elephant there's no way she can't hear Where he's like, you're probably thinking ah screw him and leave him terrible horror horse treating ladies and Jake Guile's all like, "Ah, I'm Jake Guile. <laughs> um, he's almost they, like a Jake yeah.
1: interesting because I was expecting someone more interesting to be behind oh, yeah. Nareth's whole character arc. He's just kind of like what, a, it's like a cackling Jack the Ripper almost. Is what? Yeah, he, he's
0: he's a jerkwad, two two right handed Jack the Ripper.
1: Yeah, there's nothing nothing too particularly deep about what he presents.
0: Yeah, Jake Guile kind of sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. We do get an awesome little thing where a snake. Shows up just so that uh, whole horse and Jay Guile can show off their stands. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Gile, uh, or whole horse, uh, has the uh, the Arcana Emperor, and his stand is just a gun,
1: it <laughs> <laughs> just summons a uh, gun. Which his stand is it's, so the stand is called the Emperor, and it's the name of a gun. Which I gotta admit, that's a badass name for a gun, isn't it? <laughs> It's so cool. It's so cool, and it's so weird because now I know what the Emperor's Stand is, and they don't seem comparable at all.
0: <laughs> but yeah, it's just he's got like a he's got like an anime gun. Mm-hmm. It's it's I think it's a cool is is a neat thing. He could summon um
1: he can I'm summon not, a a gun out of nowhere. I'm not rooting for him in any way, but I kind of like his. I kind of like him.
0: Jake Isle's an interesting fella. I like him. I also like Jay Guy after this whole weird, he seduced a 16 year old for her elephant. Now that I say it like that though, I kind of like that sentence. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I I can only assume that nothing untoward happened. He just uh, whispered sweet nothings to her and took our elephant.
1: Speaking of mass effect references, there's this soundtrack that keeps getting used in most recent episodes of Jojo. They get used here in a second when pulling running around the city looking for clues. Mm-hmm. there's this like wah, 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 kind of like from a uh some kind of brass instrument i can't tell what like maybe a trumpet being played like very low to make this like creepy noise yeah and it's swear that exact soundtrack was used in mass effect for when they did like creepy scenes too like when you're wandering around like a husk filled area ah and it's it stood out probably just the same instrument making the same similar noise but man
0: mm-hmm. well maybe the mass effect people are jojo fans
1: you, you would not be surprised
0: I mean, JoJo's. This is a, we're we're late. This we are yeah. late to the party on this, so to speak. Exactly. This has been very, very influential. <clears throat> um. But yeah, so we they they murder a snake. It's neat. He, he shoots the snake, and then uh, the snake's uh, severed head happens to flow in front of a bottle, which is enough of a reflective surface for Mister Jekyll <laughs> to use the hangman to destroy it.
1: They murdered the shit out of that that poor snake. That snake gets
0: destroyed.
1: It didn't need to be. They probably would have been fine. It is this funny though, where it's like,
0: I do like that the anime. I I, I like where he's just like, you gotta see. They tease the idea that these guys are combo. These are this is this is a duo. They like working together. I do I did like that that, that was teasing that idea.
1: They work well together.
0: Um. So now it is nighttime. It is nighttime, and uh, Paul and Raph is hanging out in a tiny one room hotel room. It's just like a little itty bitty uh, like closet sized room. And then we have the saddest image of these three episodes. The gang is having dinner at the hotel and they actually got Paul Naraff a seat.
1: Yeah, they did. He's,
0: he's you have, part of the gang, man. He's still part of the... And Joseph is like, I guess he's not coming. <laughs> he sounded so down as they look at that empty plate with the napkin still folded on top of it
1: empty chairs and empty tables my friends they sit no more do you think they were sharing
0: stories about paul Naraff?
1: oh that's how much they hate that guy oh that
0: guy i mean it's either that or they're talking about uh you know selling houses
1: all right guys look when you get into the real estate business let me let you know get yeah. in low here
0: so uh so keg what are you studying in school I think you get a uh, yeah, flip that into a real estate gig <laughs> The Japanese housing market Is um, We then go back to to Paul Naraff, Who's in the middle of like a mini Montage in the rain he's going around like Looking for a guy with two right hands And um, The montage does not go Long because like literally the third Person he asks he's like yeah I've seen that Guy and he's like where and he's like well right behind You <laughs> And uh he we see Hall Horse and uh Jay Guile just kind of walking towards I mean I thought at first it was both of them walking at but then
1: we don't see Jay Guile for the rest of the episode.
0: Did you see are they both walking at him at first? Um
1: like I'm yes. trying to remember. Uh, I, yeah. uh, absolute first, both of them are there. When he when he turns around to look, Jay Guile's not there any longer. Like So he like boop 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 yeah, he like disappeared, like it's one of those things where something would across the camera and he disappeared in the meantime.
0: Yeah, like he Which, he, he Kirk rolled out of the shot.
1: He must have because that's not part of his stand. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> He's still, none not part of his stand makes him invisible or teleport or anything. No, he just had to get, he, he hustle.
0: He had to hustle to get yeah, out I, of
1: there. I know when Jojo and the guy with two right hands was probably real creepy looking. Like, oh, yeah. like Voldo from, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. From Soul Calibur. From Soul Calibur-ish, like weird back-breaking maneuver.
0: Yeah. Oh god. Um. We then have a great introduction of, boy, two wonderful characters meet. Whole Horse meets Paul Narath. Right. Right. And it's a, it's, a, they chat for a little bit more, and then full, Whole Horse tries to do the like the gun is mightier than the sword, and he's like, why do you keep saying? It? He's like, my stand is a gun. I have a gun. <laughs> And then Polnareff's like, you mean a peace shooter? And they both like weirdly laugh at each other in the middle of the street for a while.
1: They're villain buddies, antagonist buddies. It's
0: great. They they have like a laugh scene that's akin to Final Fantasy X, like Titus and Yuna laughing with each other. <laughs> kind of. Uh-huh. In the middle of Calcutta making a scene. Uh and it is fight time, Matt. It's fight time.
1: A short one at that. It is a short one because this, this is a two-parter. Oh, uh, Silver- oh man, yeah. this happens in this episode. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. So we'll get to all what right. has you all excited. Uh, Silver Chariot immediately is summoned and uh, loses its armor because uh, Whole Horse has fired a bullet at uh, our board Polnaraff here. So he activates Silver Chariot in speed mode and it goes to slice the bullet, but ha ha he could do a delayed wanted. Ah, uh, the bullet is also part of his stand, so he's able to cause the bullet to sway and move midair. And it looks like Polnareff is totally screwed screwed. but Avdal is there. Oh, my goodness yes. he he tackles Polnareff and then just won't let let shit go. <laughs> no. He's like, this is why you shouldn't have. This is why you shouldn't fight alone. Blah 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 blah. I,
1: I do like that quick moment where we get to remember that his that um, whole horse when he pulled out a gun yeah. and he's like, you can't just deflect it, dude. This isn't a. This isn't just a. Gu- my my stand is more than just a stupid gun. It's a stand gun, dude. It's
0: a stand gun. Of course, there's a trick, you <clears throat> dummy. <laughs> um and it's also kind of neat because i forgot to mention when he fired the bullet he had like a cigarette in his mouth and the cigarette went up <laughs> in the air and while uh while the, our boys are arguing with each other about how much they love each other a whore horse catches the cigarette in his mouth again mm-hmm. um so badass neat little thing the bullet that was fired and that missed is still in the air and loops around for another hat another shot at them um, Avdol is was like, it's my turn and summons Magician's Red. Um, and it looks like he is going to like fire melt the bullet. And then we get random shots of like, oh, cat Coyne shows up. He's like, oh, hey guys. And they, they let you know that Joseph and, uh, Jotaro are also looking like little thing where it's like, oh, it could have been anybody, I guess. Maybe Avdol was just lucky enough to find them first. Mm-hmm. But the, the key thing here is that as Avdol is going to use Magician's Red, uh, to burn the bullet, unfortunately, he is standing in front of a puddle, and in the reflection of the puddle, we see the hanged man who stabs Avdol in the back, and then the bullet nails him in the head, and we watch him fall, bloody, and in slow motion. And Coin is just kind of staring, um, unable to help. Yeah, it's it's a shocking. I was actually really shocked to watch that happen.
1: It, um, it was a nice dramatic, like. Um bullet time-ish thing happening to everything was slowed down. Very, very dramatic. Yeah, it's
0: it's it's rough, man.
1: It's it's the drama you give when you want it to make it real, instead of, oh, he just kind of got hurt in the middle of a fight. It's, oh, no, he's dead.
0: Yeah, because Cacoid grabs him, and at first I was a little like, Cacoid's like, oh, it's just a wound. He'll be fine. I'm like, oh, this is BS show. And then he starts shaking him, and he's like, oh, he's not getting up. Yeah, He's not getting up. Like, and then Paul Nerath, yeah, yeah, no, no, you, you first.
1: You know, Kakiyoeng gave it to us. Kakiyoeng was the audience for a second. Like, no, he's not dead. He can't die right here. This is how it happens. Sense.
0: It doesn't add up. <laughs> um, and then we get the whole thing where Paul Naraff pretends not to care and turns away. But then his tears give him away and he starts crying and crying. And then he turns and uh, he yells. And then the episode ends. And holy crap, what a great episode of JoJo!
1: Yeah. Some good character building coming up like all around through this episode. Weird start. I have no idea why they made this start so weird, but I guess Jojo's bizarre adventure,
0: yeah, man bizarre
1: Oof. apparently this time this kind of toilets are still in use like they're real in India, yeah, mm-hmm. but obviously the the, the thing about it being so close is really weird, especially for a fine dining restaurant. It's not you'd think they wouldn't but, have messed that up.
0: Yeah, that's weird. I Googled uh Today I Learned. Yeah. Oh, you did you do the same Google search I did?
1: Probably. Um Yes weird start. We get some good character development as we go into the loyalty mission for yeah. uh for Paul Narf here. So he runs off on his own and Well we get we'll forget the explanation later that he just um, yeah. he didn't care about his own life. He didn't mind dying for this cause they just didn't just... think through what that meant
0: yeah and uh it's man big moment right there and then we get introduced to whole horse who stole an elephant and uh jay guile who's just a menacing monster man and doesn't have guile's hairstyle yeah OJ oh, guile polnareff Gile. has guile's hairstyle uh, Guile already ha- that's why they have to fight mm. polnareff is jay guile has the guile hairstyle this is, uh, the more we say this, the more that sentence is breaking my brain. <laughs> Jake style <laughs> hairstyle. Um, but yeah, let's jump right into episode 11, because these are, this is basically you press pause, then you start the next one, because this is the yeah. same thing. Episode 11, The Emperor and the Hanged Man, part 2. Uh, we open with Whole Horse mocking the death of Abdol like a jerk. Ooh. And CatCoin uh, kind of just plays the guilt card on Polnareff for like no reason. Like, I guess he is holding the dead body of Abdul. He's like, this is why Abdul told you not to fight alone, man. Yeah, uh, no. This is all your fault.
1: I feel like Kakyoin's in the right there. He's, he's t- It is Polnareff's fault.
0: I know, but in my mind, he's like, he's telling him, like, you can't fight 2v1. It's like, he, he doesn't volunteer to help him. It's like, he's just like, ah. Uh, but he does have like, all right, let's escape in that truck. Like, he points at a random truck, which they don't have the keys for. <laughs> he's like, truck, truck, truck.
1: Well, what you, what you don't know is because they like to play fast and loose with uh, stand powers here is that uh, Emerald... Um, Aerofant uh, Green? Aerofant Green can totally hotwire a car. Wow, it's man, like, this that's is... his other power. <laughs> you know how they like to reveal new new uh, stand powers? It's like, this is something else my stand can do Like all of a sudden out of nowhere. You can wriggle into the keyway and turn. Exactly. It, it can fit in there and get it to work. Yeah,
0: remember how he, wr- he writhed into the yeah. ship?
1: Yeah. It's Did a... The- re- He's, He's st- never once possessed another person, has he?
0: He has not. I don't know how that worked. So other questions. Do you think the the orangutan felt <laughs> the the his stand like writhing through the ship?
1: I don't I wouldn't think so, because it would be so small.
0: No, that's a good point. Yeah,
1: with like, respected.
0: Wait, let's not think about the worst episode.
1: Okay. Let's yeah. think
0: about trucks. <laughs> um We then have where he basically got like paul nareff actually for a microsecond agrees with truck plan however um he notices the hangman who even though you can only see in the reflections i guess you could just hear <laughs> like even if you're not looking at him and hangman just like goes heavy into taunting and we get a great color shift oh yeah uh, i love the color shift for this it's awesome a uh, hangman is he just goes deep he he, he taunts him about Abdul. he talks about his sister he's just like real rotten real rotten fellow that hanged man <laughs> and not? uh who would have thought i know who would have thought a guy that murders people <laughs> would be such a jerk uh paul Noroff uses his uh silver chariot to try and break all of the uh glass and uh you know shatters all the windows and all that kind of stuff and um and we unfortunately have a moment where he could break so many things, but there's always a reflection. There's always some way. So the hangman has like grabbed Polnareff by the neck, which is leaving like a hand imprint in his neck. And it kind of looks like he's done for, uh, except that Kakyoin remembers to help him. He fires off his emerald splash and um, hits Polnareff with it, which just knocks everybody out of the way. And then he uses the power of truck <laughs> to uh, drive by i uh grab Polnareff and pull him into the truck. So Catcoin,
1: uh, great moment. Yeah, judge a secret moment, and they, they run for the hills. Yeah,
0: he, he saw the power. I just, quick thinking, fired off Emerald Splash, stole the truck, drove off, and we discover that Whole Horse actually has a range issue with his bullets. Mm-hmm.
1: Man, so catcoin really pulled his weight here, too.
0: He's yeah, I guess he's not really done anything in a while. He does a lot real yeah. quick. Um, and I think that's, I think that's neat. Um, we do get a sad shot in the rearview mirror that they're just leaving Avdol's body in the street because I mean, there's nothing they can do. Um, as they're driving away, Polnareff, um, in a moment of clarity realizes that maybe challenging the enemy 1v2 was a dumb idea. And in response, Keikoin elbows him in the nose.
1: It was a ways of apology. Apology accepted. Bam yeah it's it's one of those macho things they're doing right there you know it's like you you hit me in the face dude it's the only way i'll feel bad about this it's the only way hit me in the face
0: yeah of, of course kekoin everyone's favorite guy that needs to lash out yep um but yeah the uh, kekoin and uh and paul Naraff is going to be our duo for the episode um we do have a, a quick little shot uh joseph and jotro have found abdul
1: oh man that's a sad shot too you because it's a it's a hard cut to just their like uh, blacked out faces and looking over the corpse. Joseph looks
0: so broken hearted about it. You see, he and Palner have known each other for a while. A just, I guess well, three the, years, yeah, three years. I think three I think years. He found, uh, he found in that him range. shortly. I think he found him shortly after the Do thing.
1: Like we we had the exact range they told us when he introduced himself.
0: Yeah, but they've been they've been buddies for a while. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I mean it's 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 a real it's a good moment there. It's a good moment for Joseph. Uh, we then, <laughs> I love this. Uh, Paul Noraf and then Kekoyin have a debate about how the hangman works, and I love this conversation. No, I'm
1: absolutely with you. I this was fantastic. Just because the way it starts <laughs> off is Paul Naref going like, "Look, dude, stands stands are a thing." <laughs> Don't tell me stands aren't a thing. He's like, he exists in the mirror world. He's like, well, when
0: he's in the mirror world, I can't affect him. I've tried to fight him in the mirror. Kekko, it's like, there. Why do you stop? Stop saying mirror world. It, it's this is. It, he's obviously using reflection somehow. So it's science. And he's like, what about stands? He's like, what about
1: science? Yeah. I mean, that was the comeback. And it's like, look, mirror world isn't a real thing. It's not a fairy tale. Yeah. We can't rule out its mirror somehow, dude, but come on, stay grounded.
0: Yeah, it's like, we have to think about science or else we'll never figure out a way to beat him.
1: Said the dude who puppeted a body from the inside its mouth, telekinetically somehow with an invisible creature no one else can see.
0: He also cut Jotaro's leg that one time by cutting a painting. Oh my god, yes!
1: (laughs) How does that never come up again? (laughs) I'm so bothered by that. How does it work? Do How does it just, work? Do you think he had Emerald Green do it, and no one else just like it was really fast? It was. Pro- he probably
0: shot off like an Here emerald, Rocky. like a single emerald, yeah. emerald, or maybe he extended a limb. Maybe, maybe, uh, Harrifant Green had a knife, <laughs> extended a limb real quick.
1: I feel like I feel like Iraqi probably had no explanation, and we're doing his work right now.
0: <laughs> I I have to imagine that people are. I gotta. I, I will read into this, but I do think it is absolutely ridiculous.
1: But yeah, this conversation where it's like, "Look, dude, we live in a world of magic," and it's like, "No, dude, we live in a world of stands." Yeah,
0: it's like we live in a world of stretched science. Everything has to have <laughs> at least one Wikipedia article beneath it. You can't just jump immediately to witchcraft, bone wrap. It's great. It's 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 a wonderful conversation. It is a it is something that dances so close to the tip of being meta, but isn't. It's wonderful hmm Uh, we then uh this wonderful conversation, however, is um stopped. Is the hangman has showed up. Uh, even though the polarnaph like yanked out the rear view mirror, the hanged man has shown up uh in the reflection of the steering wheel. Uh they both kind of freak out, which causes the the truck to crash. And at first uh it was flipped over, so I thought they were trapped, but uh when the hangman tries to slice him again, they're able to run away and and basically jump behind a rock. And uh, the, I guess the, the, how are they going to fight this guy uh, puzzle of this fight is how do we avoid reflective surfaces and deal with this stand? Which I think is a pretty neat rule set to have to work around.
1: I do like when they jumped out of the truck and they, like, the hiding behind the rock and like breaking everything reflective on their way feels like this, it's earned, but it's like this almost um, Luddite paranoia all of a sudden. It's like, oh, technology is bad. Kill all cell phones. (laughs) (laughs)
0: quick break everything that reminds you of this thing Um, and yeah and and behind the rock they're like quick uh, get rid of everything that's reflective like your your suit buttons anything (laughs) Um, but in what I could only call like a Jojo twist like this so fits how this series works Um, a random kid just shows up and it's like gee mister that looked like a real rough crash and uh, it is revealed that the hangman Is inside the reflection in the kid's eyes.
1: Half a second, I thought that was Anne because they just just came out of nowhere. Like they're in the middle of like, looks like they're in the middle of a desert. Like there's nothing around them. Where did that kid come from? Like this
0: kid who doesn't look dirty. (laughs) Like what? How are you at? Wait, what? Where did you? How did you get here? What's what is even happening right now? What is even happening right now? Um, but yeah, I think it's really cool that the, that they pulled this nonsense.
1: Yeah, the reflection in the eye. Well, the the scene gets perfect too after that because P- Paul was like, "Stop looking at me, kid." And he does like the most ridiculous, like running a little bit to the <laughs> side and then running a little bit to the other side.
0: He's like, "Stop looking at me! Stop looking at me!" And the kid's like, "But you look hurt, sir. This looks like a real rough thing. Like this kid will not break eye contact, and it is high hilarious." um all the while they're seeing that the the hangman is in the kid's eyes and the hangman yet again starts doing the uh the strangle thing like you see the hand imprint on Polnareff's neck and uh it looks like things are real bad and then Polnareff starts to laugh and he's like ha, ha 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 you choking me was my plan all along and here is my revenge speech <laughs> um he then uh kicks dust into the kid's eyes and we see that um a beam a little like spark of light comes out of the kid's eyes and into Polnareff's eyes but before that happens uh silver chariot comes out and he does a little slice motion um and it's revealed that uh the hanged man doesn't just appear out of nothing he acts to actually like teleport in between different reflective surfaces so like you science yeah. <laughs> science yeah basically so the idea is like if you could figure out which surface he's traveling in between even though technically he's light i guess you can do damage to him that seems to be his rule set
1: well it's a good thing they have someone whose whole stand is about being fast as light yes good thing paul Narath
0: is super super quick uh but yeah paul Narath was able to slice him and they hear someone yell off in the distance so they're and at first I went like, "That's ridiculous." I was like, "Oh wait, no. He would have to be within range," is I guess the hanged man is not limitless range. So they hear a scream and they go run off in the direction. And they find a um, they they find a guy who's like laying on the ground. And you're like, "Oh man, that must be Jake Isle." He's like cut in the chest exactly where a silver ch- ch- chariot cut him and uh Polnareff starts giving another speech and then Keqing maybe a little too late <laughs> or no this is Polnareff's fault i'm not blaming yeah. Keqing at all they no. didn't check to see if that guy had normal hands or not that guy has normal hands so before Keqing's like wait a minute this guy's got a left hand uh we see a knife just d- dig itself into Polnareff's back and we see the Jegal is actually
1: super ugly <laughs> he's he's real gross Oh, God, yeah. It's, it's just a gross, like, that's his whole thing is being this gross, like, he, he, he kind of cackling weird, weird thing.
0: He looks like a potato.
1: Yeah, that's a good sign. It looks but, like someone abused the Mr. Potato Head.
0: But the thing is, in the flashback, well, I guess people can lose hair. Maybe it's been a rough couple of years. I don't know how long ago it was that he murdered, um, that he murdered, uh, Polner F's sister. No I could idea. be wrong. But like, yeah, he, he had he had hair in the flashbacks.
1: God, I don't I don't remember them at all. So I'm I'm not gonna call your bluff on that.
0: But yeah, he had <laughs> hair. So that's that, to me that seems kind of strange. Um but yeah, I guess, but maybe he lost the hair, or maybe he was wearing a wig. Maybe
1: he didn't but, like the hair.
0: Maybe he didn't like the hair. Maybe he didn't like the hair. Anyway, he's an ugly, he's an ugly son of a gun. And he's like, ah, that was that was just some random dude I cut. You guys are stupid. Like, I don't understand this because he is making fun of them. And, well, I mean, he's right to do so because neither does anything to fight him, even though he's well within attacking.
1: Themselves. Okay, yes, exactly. It's like they found him. Like, that's all they needed to do.
0: Like, he is one emerald splash or a stabbing away for being done with, but they let him give a whole taunt speech. And... He uses his i uh, you know what they say that some stance could develop new powers. uh <coughs> he uses the power of stereotypes and terribleness, and uh he uses the power of beggars is he 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 points at Polnareff and uh and uh and and yells out loud like, oh man, these guys are gonna give money to anybody uh, and then a whole bunch of people run over and surround Polnareff and Katcoin asking for money. And this is actually kind of neat because uh, he is traveling within the eye reflections of all the people that surround him. So we have this kind of moment where, like, Jay Gile's yelling at them from outside of the mosh pit, and we see like Hekoin and and Polnareff getting cut over and over and over again as he's like zipping around. I oh, thought it looked neat.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a cool setup. Weird
0: as the scene is, it's a really neat setup. Yet again, this guy yelled about money. I don't understand why none of them are asking Jay Guile for money or checking in on this guy that yelled.
1: He pointed to them and said they've got loaded with money, didn't he? Like yeah. he, he specifically said they're the ones loaded, not me.
0: Yeah, but wouldn't they I don't know. You think you think they would ask him to. Whatever, I'm thinking too much in it. Anyway, uh steals Ponoraf's bit about revenge speeches after getting cut a bunch, and he's like, ha ha ha. And they start playing the JoJo music and he pulls out a gold coin
1: you turnabout music
0: yeah the turnabout music man hold it and he goes yeah yeah and he oh yeah objection yeah and he pulls out a gold coin and everyone starts staring at a gold coin and immediately jake isle who i guess should have maybe tried to pull back his stand or whatever but uh they they know the idea of if you could tell where everyone's looking you can attack his stand so he takes the gold coin And yells like whoever can catch this coin It's yours and he throws it up in the air So everybody looks up And they uh They, they uh kick dust Into the man that Jake stand Is currently in And because his only option is to go To the coin uh silver chariot Is easily able to slice him in the face I thought this was him Cutting his head in half but no it was just A wound
1: and uh you know, a wound to. of uh, down most of his body somehow.
0: Yeah, so he t- he takes a big old cutterino, and uh, he then books it. He starts running for it. So Kikuyin and Polnareff jump over the the dudes that are looking for the coins. Uh, unfortunately, Jake Isle I guess can't climb a fence. Like he runs into a fence, and um, Polnareff gives another speech and uh, just brutally murders Jake Like stabs him through the tongue and flings him up in the air. And I guess it's kind of like, I don't know why I didn't dig this or so, but Coin's like, ha ha, he died upside down. He really is the hanged man. And then they leave.
1: <laughs> it's another cold execution. Um...
0: I don't. For some reason, like, I'm like, I'm on the side of like, yeah, kill these people. These guys yeah. are all trouble. But I guess maybe it's Coin just like doing an unneeded, like he's basically like slam bam and a dead guy. And it's like, he doesn't need that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why he needs to taunt yeah. him.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get you. He he went. He went a little bit beyond just getting his like murder revenge.
0: I wonder if I'm feeling too soon on this. Is that what my problem is?
1: You <laughs> needed to give it a day to come back to desecrate the corpse. Too soon. Like talk about it at lunch. I mean, it's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, let let uh, let Polnareff bask in this moment for a second. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we had the moment like where uh guile jay guile not centerfold is um (laughs) it's where we get revealed like he's one of those absolute pathetic villains not not, nothing nothing cool or honorable about him he's just disgusting beg for his life absolutely cries like a child right before he dies despite everything he's done
0: and i guess i'm not really leaning too much into like he He's all talk because like his taunting, like I just said he taunts him, but it's like a lot of bad stuff. I was like, when you, when you die, you can see your sister again and Avdol. And by the way, I had a, I had a ton of fun killing your sister. She, yeah. she had the best kind of dying. Ah, like he sucks. So he's like not a great guy. And yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't like the, it's a good line though. I don't know why I didn't like it, but he's like, ah, you're the real <laughs> hanged man now. <laughs> it's growing
1: on me. The more you keep repeating it. <laughs>
0: Look at him, the real hanged man Um, But yeah, so we have that Uh, We then get, I I know, this is great This is 10,000 degrees of awesome Because uh, we then cut scenes And hey, Whole Horse is back And the whole premise of this scene Is that Whole Horse does not realize that Jig Isle is dead (laughs) Like, he's trying to pick a fight with Paul Naraff and Kit Coin, who were obviously okay, so I don't know why he doesn't assume that his buddy's dead. Yeah,
1: I guess he can't fathom that he would have lost. Yeah, and I guess in his mind, Hangman seemed unbeatable.
0: Yeah, so he's like shooting—he's shooting bottles and shooting windows. Like he's not shooting them; he's trying to create reflections at weird angles, um, so that Hangman Jigal can stab them. But nothing happens like literally nothing happens and they turn around and go like, yeah, you can ask him. He's over there dead. And whole horse just runs. <laughs> yep. Which
1: is awesome. Cause he's a, he's a partner guy. He needed distractions for his stupid gun to kill anyone.
0: And he's like, yep. Better to be number two, than number one. Like he even in his thought process like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to partner with people. I don't like fighting alone. Unfortunately, he runs into the Jojo's and they punch him in the face. <laughs> And it looks like uh, Polnareff is going to murder Hull Horse, but that girl, who I guess has been just waiting for the right time, uh, jumps on him. And at first I thought, oh my god, it's Avdol. But no, it's just the girl. She jumps on him and holds him down. And uh, Hull Horse gets on a random horse and rides away. Didn't um, have to
1: seduce anyone for that.
0: I guess there is there is a good comic moment where he's like, get him! And then Jotaro's like, he's already away. And like, Like Kakyoin who has Hierophant Green Who could stretch almost Limitly didn't try to stop him Star Platinum which is the fastest thing on the planet Didn't try to stop him And uh, Purple Hermit's Viney Maybe he could grab him with the vines But yeah none of them try to stop him. they let him get away They're like
1: ah that
0: tricky Tricky whole horse we just gotta let him go
1: I don't think we know that Purple Hermit can grab things yet do we
0: Well I mean it's Viney I'm just assuming it can
1: Um, this, this
0: episode made me think a lot about the dreamcast Jojo fighting game. Oh, okay. Is, um, whole horse is a character in it. And the neat thing about it is that a lot of his moves, uh, create, uh, shattered glass. And if it's at the right angle, uh, you could do hangman damage on people. Oh, that's neat. So it's, it's a neat for a 2d fighter. And, uh, you can use like a purple hermit acts like a whip. So you can grab people and throw them and do damage as, uh, older joseph it's a cool game um but let's let's wrap this episode up real quick um so we can just uh chat all about Mm it um uh uh, paul and tries to like go after but the girl won't let him go and she ends up like cutting her shoulder or something or or elbow she's holding on Mm -hmm. uh joseph then comes over a sweet little moment uh tears a handkerchief bandages her Uh, It is at this point that Polnareff, now that they've lost Abdul, has announced that he will rejoin the group and has the resolve to join the group. And um, we then have a moment as they're walking off as the episode ends that I thought the the young lady was staring at Joseph's butt. Like the framing looks, it's just like it's his arm, but it's framed more like it's his
1: ass. Oh, I I honestly did not notice. How do you feel about the framing if you're looking at it again? (laughs) Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and, like, I kind of see where you're coming from.
0: Yeah, because it's but, from her eyes. Maybe, I don't know, maybe this is more well, of Well, they anyway. made
1: it, the, like, the framing made a big deal about the little bit of splash of her blood that got on his arm, like, just a few seconds ago. Mm. So I was already looking at his arm, so.
0: So, um, in that spot where the blood got, he now has, like, a zit that makes a little sound, and then the episode ends.
1: <laughs> Almost like a, like a sped up, like, high pitched la la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la.
0: It, there's tiny there's a cherry eaten flush bud on his arm but yeah so we we have um we now have uh finished three episodes we have i I liked all three of these man it's 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 hard to, to just kind of go over this I think it's no. cool
1: yeah they were solid like i i liked them all and I like them all more than I think any previous episode individually right now. They uh, Like I said, they, they were tense. They had, they had struggle. They overcame through like basically outfighting their opponent rather than just punching real hard. No star fingering their way out of something.
0: <laughs> oh man, not seeing Starfinger has made this show so much more watchable.
1: <laughs> uh, nothing felt like a deus ex machina. It wasn't like, well, you didn't know that I have this sudden deus ex power from my stand. Yeah,
0: it's like the fact that Kikun had a coin didn't feel cheap. That just right. felt smart, yeah. Like they learned the rules, and then they, they knew how to take advantage of said rules.
1: And great characters all around. We got like a piece of shit. Uh, Guile showed up, and Whole Horse is right now <laughs> one of my favorite Dio Dio minions right now. He he's in it for himself.
0: <laughs> he's hustling elephants. That's what that's what Whole Horse is all about. And and Whole Horse lives to fight another day. We'll see him fight again.
1: I feel I know he's not a uh, you're right. Hopefully hopefully we'll see him again when he finds someone else to team up with. Yeah. Um I mean there's some, there's still plenty of our kind of left. And I know Abdal's not a Joe star but I feel almost bad not having a a date for him right now. Yeah.
0: Or like um why doesn't he appear up in the sky
1: as they Yeah. Say right away. Why is he still in the intro and extra? Oh,
0: uh, Abdal, you silly billy. What a what a rough fight there! Like bull- stabbed and shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Oof! They really wanted you to know he was dead there. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, there's, like, yeah,
1: there's yeah, no way think. he's coming out of that one. Oh, um, Abdal. Oh yeah, and the Joe the Joe stars did say like they bury them off camera, right? They did like a yeah. funeral or a, they burned him or something. I think they yeah,
0: think of- I think they said shallow grave or something. It's like okay. it not that deep of a grave. I was like,
1: oh yeah, we took care of the body while you were gone away.
0: Yeah. We 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 used our stands to bury him. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's man, yeah, a lot happened. I'm I'm so bought into this show right now. I'm 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 way into it. I feel like it it took a little while to heat up, and I love the crew. I love the gang.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's finally all clicked in here. It's finally yeah. all. There's not a point. I feel like we were starting to come around to it like a few episodes ago. It's like okay, this is cool. This is finally it's finally getting seem Like Paul Naraff, I think, started to really turn it around.
0: Yeah, Paul Naraff is the heart and uh, heart and heart and heart and soul of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when he started to get some shine, we started to like it more. And at this point, though, I feel like there isn't a weak point anymore. Yeah. Everyone in the cast is likable. Every episode has been fun. I'm down with this.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where this is going. I mean, we still haven't had, uh, and I think this is going to happen soon. We really haven't had like the biggest JoJo meme happen yet in the show, and I think that's next episode.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. Oh yeah, my I want, god! I think am oh one of, Yeah, I'm one episode ahead of you because I thought we were going to do the double soon. Oh um, I think
0: we'll be doing the yeah. So
1: it is, in fact, oh next episode. Spoilers. Oh sweet!
0: Awesome! Awesome! Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, we we have Whole Horse, we have Jay Guile. I mean Whole Horse, like we're seeing a lot of popular villains. It's neat to see where Stans I don't know. We've had, I mean, Polnareff has sold all of the best bits. Polnareff's fight with Jay Guile and Whole Horse. Polnareff's uh fight with uh with um Soul Sacrifice. Yeah. Like Polnareff has really been killing it, and I'm it, I'm glad that he is like the star of the show.
1: <laughs> his stand is actually a back brace that he needs for carrying the weight of this show on his shoulder (laughs) it was kind of fun i'm hoping we're seeing more
0: i mean and yellow temp i feel like yellow temperance is the ultimate like okay we're gonna be okay yeah it's like seeing jotaro able to carry an episode on his own for the most part
1: yeah that's probably a good part seeing our our main protagonist (laughs) actually be worth watching for an episode
0: and it it was pretty good i mean we did have a lot of like and carried that quite a bit yeah that phone call that goddamn phone call is the funniest (laughs) thing in the world
1: uh come to the hotel
0: yeah just come back to we need help come back to the hotel
1: (laughs) (laughs) dinner will be fine whatever
0: come back to the hotel you gotta hustle girl hustle
1: (laughs) oh man joseph actually i think joseph is still my favorite character Joseph is
0: great. We he hasn't had a chance. I well, I I think the next episode it's all Joseph. So
1: oh man, um, I can't wait for that one.
0: We've not had a lot of Joseph yet, uh. But yeah, no, it's it's good. It's a balanced cast. I'm just, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that we're liking it again because I think we've had, we had a weak start for this season, and then it was like a fifty percent success rate.
1: Yeah, that's the that fact good.
0: that we had like a whole hundred percent everything rad, has me so stoked for the future of this. Oh. Jojo man, Jojo.
1: <laughs> All right, we got we got two more one parters th- in a row before we get back to two parters again. Oh but God, we're on so track.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad that we're on track. Is it's it's incredible. I'm excited because uh, this two parter was great. So I'm I'm looking forward to getting some more two parters. I think this just means there's there's a lot more. It's going to be a lot more crazy stuff coming down the way.
1: Well, that's been an interesting shift too, because uh, like in the previous parts. It felt like, um, in part one and part two with the Josephs, all the fights were like multi-episode long things, unless they were like jokes, almost like, um, Jack the Ripper again, I think was like half an episode almost, Mm -hmm. but the the ones that stick them to your mind, you know, um, uh, the Knights, I can't remember their names.
0: Uh, Luford and Tarkas.
1: Yeah. Like those were multi-episode fights. Like everything had a long time to usually breathe in those episodes. And, you know, we the Pillar Men, like even, um, I think we had like at least two episodes for uh, the first guy, Sant- Santana, right?
0: Yeah, Santana was a two-parter.
1: So it's nice that, it seemed like Araki was trying to switch it up a bit here, where it was like, I don't know, I'm assuming it was probably, like probably one episode per manga chapter. yeah. Because the pace got real fast all of a sudden, he kept, he kept wanting to throw out new things quickly. Yeah. Right. Like we're gonna get this concept in. I'm gonna have some fun with it. Then we're gonna move on immediately to the next one. I'm gonna have a lot more to do with this new season of JoJo. Yeah. And we're finally getting to the ones where we're getting more breathing room to actually have the the story be longer and more time to play with what new powers he's bringing out are.
0: And and the powers have been fun to see. I think that's been a big clutch thing too because
1: yeah, like the power isn't that it's a stupid boat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the vampire is is there an aqua teen hunger force where there's like a school bus that's also a vampire
1: yeah you remember the scene you got it down yeah. like no he there's is a the bus
0: b- is the vampire like no he is the boat yeah we'll have to go back once this is over we'll have to do like a bonus thing where we uh watch those
1: dvds i have of the ova you know i'd be really curious yeah when we're done over we seeing what the uh, all the changes the differences yeah, are Yeah,
0: just like oh man this is their first shot at this kind of thing and uh, here we go. We'll tease this on record so that it happens at some point. We will either do special side episodes or we'll do something. Uh, we'll anime book club the Ava movies now that those are coming to Amazon Prime.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, you've seen parts of them already, though, haven't you? I've seen the first three. Okay. I've not I,
0: seen the last one.
1: And I haven't seen any of them. They've been coming and... out over
0: 11 years. I've been watching them as they came oh, out. Oh, God. Has it really been that long? It's it's Wow. They've not done a great job of putting those out.
1: And I barely remember the original series anymore. I don't know about you. It's been so, forever.
0: It is a really great recreation. The first two movies, like, people are like, why are they even bothering? Because they're kind of the same. Here we go. The first movie came out in 2007, then 2009, then 2012, and now 2021.
1: Wow. So
0: it's been coming out for even longer than that.
1: Wow. That, is, that insane. is insane. That is insane. It's, how do they maintain momentum how, how do they get viewers to keep momentum for that
0: i mean hey you make a big spectacle about it i guess um yes. and, and we'll find out together when yeah. we watch those things as our side thing i'd like to because i feel like it, number one it's on amazon so neither of us will have to pay extra for them
1: Accessible <laughs> is helpful
0: that, that'll help uh and, and i think that'll be a, a little bit of a change and my dream is that we'll have weird feelings about these as we've come to weird terms about some of the jojo stuff we've watched
1: that's probably fair although well, well, at uh, least like, you're familiar with the jojo stuff at a time even if it's not in this format yeah like this is all new to me i don't know what, anything about jojo but barely yeah. anything about jojo
0: yeah so this will be this will be an interesting little change for you. I'm excited for. I'm excited for us to continue. I, I'm I'm looking forward to us getting more and more JoJo under our belts. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's neat. I I, I am uh, I'm so excited. This is picking up. Uh, I'm gonna put one quick thing into the chat. If I remember how to do that in Discord, now that we've switched to Discord. <laughs> uh, I found a picture of and e- uh, here we go it's even called young jay guile but here's jay guile with hair ah.
1: okay no you're right He had hair he had a he lot of hair poorly. why is he naked in that picture i don't know <laughs> <laughs> why is Paul thinking why about a Paul- naked that young is, that's <laughs> a very weird <laughs> yeah that's a weird juxtaposition going on here especially without any kind of uh context yeah i don't know what i'm looking at here pat that's the only, that is the first picture of Jay Guile and the JoJo Wiki. So, man, they really backtracked on Maybe, maybe it wasn't Jay Guile who died. Maybe there's yeah, two, like he, it's actually the two left handed man he needed. There
0: we go. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, let's, I, we, this is a good, this is a good long episode of the show. We've covered three, we're going to cover two next week. We've teased some of the future. Uh, we are continuing to chore our way through the third season of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, which is is quickly moving into the positive. Uh, do you have any final thoughts before book out?
1: Um, no more editions. God, I'm so glad to be loving Jojo again like this.
0: It, it feels so good. It feels so good.
1: Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not to the point where I can remember like the the manly shoulder to shoulder chuckling of season one that was so ups- weird and lovable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still think Fawn lives a pelle. Right? We're not quite there, but season three is definitely its own thing. I yeah. appreciate that, and I'm starting to get to the point where I'm appreciating it. I'm at yeah. it.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating it for its own accord instead of how it makes me think about JoJo.
1: Right. I, I think we only brought up Jonathan once.
0: Yeah, he only came up once. And I even joked, he's like, oh, he'll come up more. He didn't come up more. Look at, Look at that. We didn't have to think about Jonathan at all. But now you have you have me thinking about uh, Zappelli high kneeing it over the water. Ooh, ooh,
1: ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be the best JoJo moment of all time. God, it's so good.
0: It's so good. All righty. Well, I'm I, I, I I'm I'm ready to call it a night. Are you ready to call it a night?
1: Yeah, let's let's call it a night. Book out.
0: Book out.